What's good, y'all? What's good, y'all? This your boy, 13th Disciple, 13TH, a.k.a. the Young John the Baptist. You know what it is. Grab your Bible, grab your pad, grab your pen, grab your highlighter. We about to dive into this gospel, and you about to get this work. It's time for another episode of Disciple Me. Let's go! Alright y'all, today's message is called The Three Keys to Effective Evangelism and Street Ministry. Write that down. The Three Keys to Effective Evangelism and Street Ministry. One of the things that I see with the body of Christ is that we don't go outside the four walls. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 28 verse 19 to go and make disciples. Go, go, go. He did not call us to stay comfortable, to stay complacent and to be lazy staying inside the four walls of a church having conferences and revivals and we're not being effective and we're not doing anything to impact the culture because we're stuck inside of a building. So today I'm going to give you tips and tools. I'm going to give you some keys on how you can effectively go outside and make disciples. All right, y'all, so here's your first key. You have to make sure your outer appearance is on point. People are moved by sight. So they look at your sneakers, they look at your hair, they look at your makeup, they look at your eyelashes, they look at your nails. People are moved by sight. So you have to make sure you're intentional about what you wear. I am very intentional about what I wear when I do street ministry because I know it sparks up conversations. Make sure that your outer appearance is on point. Let's read. 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7. It says, but the Lord said to Samuel, don't judge by his appearance or height, for I have rejected him. The Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. People judge, write that down. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Samuel was out to find the new king of Israel. And what God tells him, he says, you can't be moved by what you see because men are moved by outward appearance. I look at the heart, but men, they're moved by what they see. So in this passage, Samuel was getting ready to go and anoint the new king of Israel. And Samuel was being moved by sight. He's looking at all the different brothers that are lined up. And he says, that has to be the one. He's tall, he's handsome, he's well-built. That has to be the one. And God has to correct him and tell him, no, that's not how you choose. Men, they look at the outward appearance, but I look at the heart. So if I know I'm dealing with individuals that are moved by sight, I'm very intentional about what I wear. Make sure that you look on point when it comes to your outer appearance. All right, y'all, so now we're gonna talk about the next sense out of the five senses, which is smell. I am very intentional when I go to the streets to make sure that I smell good because it's a huge conversation starter. So whenever I go out, I'm very mindful on putting on nice cologne, not too much, don't overdo it, but some nice cologne because you get compliments and compliments lead to conversation. So I'm very intentional. Let's read. Now, when you look at Ruth chapter three, verse three, it says, now do as I tell you, take a bath and put on perfume and dress in your nicest clothes. So she was getting instructions from her mother-in-law, Naomi. She was telling her, make sure that when you go out and you meet Boaz, make sure your appearance is on point. Put on some of your nicest clothes. And she also tells her, put on some perfume. Make sure you smell good. People are moved by sight. People are moved by what they smell. You have to be intentional about what you look like on your outer appearance and how you smell. 
Now you can also look at Matthew chapter 6, verse 17. Jesus is now speaking about fasting. And he says, when you fast, make sure you comb your hair. Make sure you wash your face. He's speaking about outward appearance. He's speaking about making sure you're on point because people are moved by sight and people are moved by what they smell. So make sure that when you go out and do street ministry, make sure you look fresh, make sure you look fly, make sure everything is done from head to toe, and also make sure that you smell good. All right, y'all, so here's your second key. Don't be intimidated by people's faces. A lot of times when I go do street ministry, there's some people I see, long dreads, gold teeth, six foot something, tattoos, and that can be very intimidating to a lot of people because you don't know how they're going to receive you if you go and talk to them. But chances are, if the Holy Spirit is leading you and prompting you to go and talk to that person, he's assigned you to that individual to give them something that could change their lives forever. All right, y'all, so let's look at Jeremiah chapter one, verse 17. It says, but you, Jeremiah, gird up your loins in preparation. Get up and tell them all which I command you. Do not be distraught and break down at the sight of their hostile, unapproachable faces, or I will bewilder or confuse you before them and allow you to be overcome. What God is trying to say to Jeremiah, don't be moved by people's faces. Don't be moved by their tattoos. Don't be moved by their dreads. Don't be moved when you look at them and say, oh man, you know, I don't know if I feel comfortable. I don't know how they're gonna, you know, receive me. You never know. If the Holy Spirit is prompting you and leading you, God's gonna give you a word to say. Walk in faith. As you step out in faith, God is gonna fill your mouth. I've noticed plenty of times where I'm like, man, I don't know, like, what do I say to this person? God says, walk in faith, take the first step in faith, and I'll fill your mouth on the way to having conversation with that person. That's your second key. Don't be moved by people's faces. Okay, y'all, so here's key number three. You have to make sure you find something in common. This is something I struggled with early in my evangelism days. Early when I was trying to reach people at my job or in the streets, I really struggled with this. I wasn't finding anything in common with people. You have to make sure if that person's in the sports or that person's in the fashion or that person's into going to the gym and working out, whatever. You have to make sure that you find something in common with that person outside of your faith. Again, you have to make sure you find something in common. Let's read. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 22, Paul speaks to the church at Corinth, and he says this, When I am with those who are weak, I share their weakness, for I want to bring the weak to Christ. Yes, I try to find common ground with everyone, doing everything I can to save some. So what he's saying is you need to make sure you find something in common with that individual. So if that person loves sports, you need to know about baseball. You need to know about basketball. You need to make sure that you know about hockey, about football. You need to make sure you know what they're interested in and make sure that you can have a conversation outside of your faith. If that person likes hair, if that person likes whatever, you gotta make sure you find something in common outside of your faith. That's your third key. Find something in common outside of your faith. Take an interest in what they're interested in. If you look at Philippians chapter two, verse three, it says, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than themselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. 
Take an interest in what other people are interested in and it'll allow you to have a conversation with them outside of faith to where then you're building relationship and when the time comes, they may be going through something in their marriage. They may be going through something where they lost a loved one. That's a segue now to where you can give them the gospel because you built relationship with them. Find something in common. That's your third key. All right, y'all, so we're about to wrap this thing up, but I'm gonna give you a bonus key, all right? Here's a quick bonus key. Give someone a compliment, all right? I never saw this before, but the Holy Spirit gave me a revelation as I was reading the Songs of Solomon. Chapter one, verse five through six in the New Living Translation. It says, I am dark, but beautiful. O women of Jerusalem, dark as the tents of Kedar, dark as the curtains of Solomon's tents. Don't stare at me because I am dark. The sun has darkened my skin. My brothers were angry with me. They forced me to care for their vineyards so I couldn't care for myself, my own vineyard. What you're noticing is this young woman is dealing with insecurities. She's dealing with low self-esteem. She's out in the vineyard working. Her skin has become dark. She's really insecure about her outward appearance. And notice what Solomon does now. In Solomon chapter one, verse nine through 10, New Living Translation, he responds and says to her insecurities, you are as exciting, my darling, as a mare among Pharaoh's stallions. How lovely are your cheeks, your earrings set them afire. How lovely is your neck enhanced by a string of jewels. Notice how he begins to give her compliments. She's coming with insecurities. She's coming with, man, I don't like my skin complexion. But here Solomon comes and he boosts her up with compliments and makes her feel good about herself. That is amazing. You can use that even in your marriage. Make sure you compliment your spouse. Make sure you tell them, man, your hair looks nice. Man, I like the way you did your eyebrows. Man, I like your haircut. Man, you smell good today. Give them compliments. I can tell you one thing. Eve was probably talking to the serpent because Adam probably wasn't giving her enough compliments. You may find yourself in a place to where your wife or your husband is talking to a serpent on the side simply because you're not giving compliments. That's your bonus key. Whenever you go to the streets, make sure that you are giving compliments. I'm always telling people, man, some fresh sneakers, bruh. Or man, you know what I'm saying? I like your haircut, bruh. Or man, sis, like your makeup is nice. My wife be watching stuff on YouTube like that. Yo, you look really nice. You have to make sure you do these things because people, they need affirmation. They need to feel good about themselves. And it's an easy way to segue into another conversation about Christ because you've broken down the walls and you built up their confidence by giving them compliments. That's your bonus key, y'all. All right, y'all. This your boy, 13 Disciple, 13TH, a.k.a. the Young John the Baptist. You know what it is. Follow me on all social media platforms, and you can also hit me up on my website at www.speakpoetinc.com. That's speakpoetinc, not I-N-C, but I-N-K. Speakpoetinc.com. If you got a poetry event coming up, Holla at your boy. If you want me to come and release some fire on your youth and young adults, holla at your boy. Until next time, go make disciples. Let go.